Welcome back to the Practically Spiritual Podcast. This is Jessica Palmer of Jessica Palmer Official. I'm a breakthrough coach and personal development specialist. I'm all about helping people ditch existing mode, survival mode, and activate what I call thrive mode. So I've created this podcast in accordance with my mission, which is to create collective change through conversation and remarkable transformational experiences. So grab a coffee, grab a wine, whatever, whatever you like at all. And I hope you enjoy this transmission. Welcome back to another episode of Practically Spiritual, the podcast. Super, super excited about today's guests or guests actually. This is the first time we've had two people on at once. So amazing, amazing, amazing. So today's guests are Abigail and Jared, founders of Limitless Love and Leadership. They are both fiercely committed to activating human potential. Together, they have 15 years experience in health, communication, relationships, and human potential coaching. They are sacred stewards of the earth, NLP master practitioners, master hypnotherapists, breathwork practitioners, devotees of the divine masculine and feminine, and are obsessed with heart-expanding connection, collaboration, growth, contribution, and heart-centered impact. So as love and liberation alchemists, Abby and Jared continue to explore their own edges and are committed to the highest level of growth so that they together can hold a powerful, deep, and sacred container for the most profound healing to take place. I personally have experienced some of this healing. Together they awaken self and their tribe through online leadership programs, sacred speaking events, workshops, sacred immersions, and the facilitation of one-on-one mentorships. So they believe wholeheartedly in the power of community and are committed to awakening a global tribe of integrated and embodied, embodied leaders. So a warm welcome to Abby and Jared, Limitless Love and Leadership. Hi, guys. Hey, hey, what's girl. happening? <laughs> oh, I love you guys so much. Oh, we love you, sister. <laughs> yeah, we love you, JP. <laughs> I know, I know. So I'm super, super excited to have you on here. And, um, you know, as I said earlier, it's hard to really choose a topic to discuss with you guys because you have such a, you know, buffet of wonderful skills. Mm. Mm. so I guess I just want to kind of just ask you guys like what's on your heart to discuss right now it's a great question yeah where do you want to start babe the words that the words that are coming through for me are collaboration and contribution like those two pieces I Mm. feel we've really really um stepped into and up leveled recently within our own selves you know so that's really beautiful the space we're in you know because we're realizing that abby and i are amazing and beautiful and we can do such magical work but when we have more than just me and abby we're even more powerful you know so it's really is that like as we always say together we rise you know the more of us that are doing the same work the the better we're going to be and uh yeah just just really been feeling that deeply like recently 
Yeah. Mm, yeah. And I feel that. And, you know, even, even just the name, like you've absolutely nailed the name of, of your business, like limitless love and leadership. And when I think of you two, that is honestly what I think about. Like, I think leadership, I think just unconditional, just pure love. Mm. Yeah. And I think, I think, you know, where that potentially comes from, we both, <laughs> I'll tell a small snippet of how we came together, but the context of, in which we entered the relationship was my conditional love. It was literally through me finding out what that truly meant for me and what it meant to experience mm. that in my own body, what that truly felt like, you know, to bring it from a concept to an actual experience in the body. Um, and, you know, when, when I was calling Abigail in, which was only a very small period of time, the main thing I said that I was calling in was somebody that embodies unconditional love. That was literally the main thing that I that I called out, mm, you know, yeah. and um, there was nothing physical. I mean, Abigail was incredibly beautiful. <laughs> so I've been blessed <laughs> in that way, but it was really about understanding what unconditional love truly meant and how do I experience that in my own body. And then from there, become a beacon of light that vibrates at a certain frequency to then call that into my life. And Abigail, very much the same. Mm, beautiful. So let's, let's dive into that. So you've got collaboration and contribution. And when I think of love, like I think of sacred unions, healthy relationships, um, co co-creating, whatever that is, when it comes to having a really solid and powerful relationship, collaboration and contribution are two things that are key, right? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So talk to me about contribution. What does that mean to you guys when it comes to relationships? Because I think a lot of people look at you too and, you know, a lot of people are looking for to call in the love of their life. You know, so many people are looking to call in the love of their life. How does, how does somebody do that? Mm. <sighs> I think the first thing is to choose themselves, you know. I think yeah. the message is, for us as well and what we we share in our relationship is that we before we came together we dived into this into this deep work the spiritual work our own health journey and we really embodied that energy and that frequency of unconditional love for ourselves first mm. you know before we were able to meet each other in that space and you know in relationships in divine union it's always they're always going to mirror back to you like your deeper wings and the parts of yourself that you haven't perhaps looked at yet or the shadow aspects and that's the beauty of being in union right it's such a such a powerful experience of growth and transformation and I believe that this relationship has just catapulted me you know into the truth of who I really am so I think for anyone that's looking, it's really to come deeper within and to stop looking externally and, and reaching for those, those vices outside of us and to come deeply within, within our own sacred union, within self first and really learn to embody that deeper level of compassion and self-love and unconditional love for ourselves before we, you know, step into that space with somebody else. Because like I said, it's, it's, it's a spiritual um, boot camp really being in relationship as well, because it, it brings mm. everything to the surface. And if you haven't got like that, you know, that deep connection with yourself, it can be 
really challenging and quite confronting. Yeah, and I think that's why, you know, you hear so many people say, oh, I've lost myself in this relationship, but it's like, did you really know yourself to begin with? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and with that as well, I think what's really important to mention is that, you know, it's knowing yourself to the deepest level, like really Mm. understanding yourself. You know, for me, it was embarking upon a bit of a spiritual journey. I've done so much mindset and self-development work, but then I, I the, the piece, the two, two years leading up to meeting Abby was the spiritual development, you know, the real getting to know myself intrinsically and, and understanding what makes me tick, what, what feels like it's in alignment, understanding what it means like to feel my emotions and to experience life to the fullest extent what it means like to be in integrity with myself before anybody else, you know, mm. yeah, but to, to be truthful uh, to, to myself about where I'm at every single moment, you know, because I think I feel like people are calling partners in and hoping it's the one. I think one thing that we know we've signed up for in this relationship is continuous growth. Like our highest value in our relationship is growth. Yeah. Because we realize that we're not perfect. We weren't, you know, um, ascended masters or we weren't uh, enlightened beings when we came together. But we, we realize that what's going to continually happen, as everybody says, we're going to continue to call each other forward and trigger within each other the areas of growth that are necessary for the next stage of our evolution. Yeah. So what we get to, yes. to realize is that, you know, and, we, and, and truth be told, we actually haven't had that many tough times. And it's, I think that's really a testament to our ability to communicate and really be truthful and honest and just speak our truth in the moment mm-hmm. we need to. And we've gotten better at that with even, even so more so with time. Um, we haven't had many like dark periods. We've been together for 18 months now and haven't had any like, you know, hairy things unfold per se. Um, but what I do know is what we do is we communicate always, constantly. Mm. Like whenever it's there, it's like boom, come and convert, converse around. Yes. Clear yeah. the air. And we never, one thing I've noticed because we do that is we don't hold on to anything. We don't bring last week's argument or conversation. We haven't argued that much, but conversation into this week we never do that you know so um it's really dealt with like the beautiful if we feel any kind of energy or any confusion or you know our own expectations not met of each other then we'll just bring it to the table and and talk about it which is really important yeah yeah for us to keep moving forward yeah it's it's the it's the only personal self-awareness too because it's the ability Mm. to reflect before I come over and speak to you and potentially project onto you what I think this is, what if I tune into myself and see what's actually present for me yeah. and then I can come to you with an educated <laughs> share <laughs> oh, yes. that's constructive instead of me just blurting and projecting whatever I feel emotionally has been triggered within me, you know? <laughs> yes. I think that's something that I, I've definitely learned in, you know, my own relationship is you know, we create, I mean, first of all, I just want to backtrack for one second. So mm-hmm. when we were talking about contribution and, you know, and, and with you, Abigail, what you were speaking on is, first of all, we need to contribute to ourselves. We need to contribute, invest in ourselves, connect with ourselves before we can do that for others. Mm-hmm. And then it comes back to that communication, which is that, that like proper collaboration, right? Mm. But definitely taking a deep breath when, you know, you might get triggered because relationships so it can be really triggering, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, taking that deep breath and going, okay, what is actually happening here? Why am I actually frustrated? Because in the past I probably created this story in my head which is attached to my self-worth, like, oh, you're not doing this because of X, Y, and Z. 
when the truth is, no, he's just tired. Like, you know, when you actually see the truth and take that moment and, and discuss it in a nice, kind, collaborative way, it's just so much better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's been a game changer. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I think the breath. Just to take that one deep breath, the pause. Yeah, exactly. And as you know, well, you know, I don't know who's listening. They may not know, but the breath for us <laughs> is, is our medicine and coming back mm. to the breath and using that to really tune in and to alchemize the emotion and the feelings and to identify and have awareness around the expectations and the patterns in that moment has been really profound for us. And it's just opened our hearts deeper to each other and to our tribe, you know? Mm. We've just finished mm. our five-day breathwork um, journey in our Facebook group or in one of our Facebook groups. and it's just Which been, was freaking epic. Yeah, it's just been profound, like the results and the experiences that the tribe are having. And again, this comes back to collaboration because this is, this is a co-creation, this experience, and bringing people from all over the world together in this space, being led by the medicine of the breath has just been magical, pure uh, magic. And I think what, what what's made it so rewarding is is the the way that we are perceiving what we are creating, you know. So mm. because what I what I notice um, the biggest area of growth for us has been like sidestepping the ego and and looking at okay, so yes I am creating this, but I'm also co creating this with divine because the, the download, per se, for the Breathwork program came from something greater than me. Yes, I'm the human that took action on it and had the, had the courage to, to, to create it. And the message you were getting was give back. Give back. It was, like, give back. It was give back. It was give give more, more, give more. It's because I give more. I have to download my, my intuition, my higher self. It's like give more, more. And I'm like, give more what? I'm like give more. And then I said breath, breath. I'm like, whoa, okay. And then this program kind of created itself from me being in the in, in a, in a sauna for an hour doing breath work, essentially. Um, and what was so beautiful about that is, is the, the, my realization of the actual truth and I'd be able to meet that with humility and then realizing mm-hmm. through that it's a co-creation between divine, myself, Abigail, and the thousand people that joined us. It's a co-creation of us all because if it was just me and Abby in that program by ourselves, there'd be no program. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. So the, the first 150, 200 that showed up and really had a powerful experience that then invited their friends, they are as much responsible for the level of transformation everyone experiences as we are. Yeah. Yes. And you feel that. You feel that coming from you guys where it does every, every Facebook Live that you do, it feels like a co-creation. Like even if nobody is on the live with you it's literally just you it still feels like there's coke it's the energy that's 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 you know transmitting within that live with everyone that's involved yeah yeah totally yeah and i think i think as as leaders i think what we we all get to look at as, as leaders is that we can take the pressure of ourselves having all the answers because mm. the reality of it is again I've, I've read a lot of books but I still, what I realized through reading so many books is how much I actually don't know. Yes. <laughs> so to put the pressure on myself to, to have yeah. to think that I know, every, have to know everything and be able to answer every single person's question is really exhausting, you know, and, and realizing that 
um, in this experience to hold space to to be an authentic reflection of my version of leadership to call others into their version that's now empowering rather than all this pressure and having to be everyone's everything you know yeah. So. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I just want to touch on that as well, um, Jared, you know, when you were talking about truth and humility, like humility is such, such, you know, hand in hand with, with true authentic leadership. What, what's your definition of humility? Yeah, beautiful. This is a great question for me because it's something I've been yeah. pondering for about three years now. And, I... and you've had such a powerful journey with this yourself. Yeah, you know, as a male, like stepping into this mm. myself, and and also with our team, you know, like just letting go, peeling back the ego and the layers of that. Yeah, yeah totally. So yeah. You speak on it. First, the first piece I want to share is that I, I believe, based on what I used to see unfolding in my life, that when I was quite when I was younger, so between eighteen to kind of like twenty four, um, I was either the the gift, and this is all the whole story is a gift, but of making quite a lot of money. I was making six figures all the time I was 17 years old. But what happened is because I, I hadn't developed my character, I believe that I cultivated and built this <laughs> ego that was quite big. <laughs> Thought I was, you know, better than people because I had money. And that's literally my truth and what I experienced, how I experienced myself, you know. Mm. And so humility for me has been a long journey. Um, I, I still would not recommend, uh, I would still would not say that I'm the most mm. humble person that I'm around. Um, but I think to bring a definition to humility, I feel like it's the ability to surrender and realize that when we really drop in, like I'm talking about really drop in and we allow ourselves to fully experience ourselves in all of our emotions and all of our darkness and all of our, every facet of our life and our being, we realize that we are, are all actually exactly the same. And that really mm. supports us in experiencing more humility because it's like the opposite of that is thinking that, oh, I'm perfect. I don't go through those things. No, no my, my life is, is amazing all the time and everything's perfect and I'm better than other people. The opposite of that is humility. It's like these, mm. these are my brothers and sisters. Yeah. Okay. And that's that duality, right? Like yeah. you, can't, you can't be in both states at the same time. Exactly. Well, I always say polarity gives you clarity. We, once we know, oh, I love that. I love that. Once we don't, once you know what we don't want, we realize that we do want, or we do want to experience and feel in our body and everything else. You know, so mm. I think it's really just that that realization that it doesn't matter how deep in the work you are, or how much money you've made, or all of that kind of stuff. We all have a heart, emotions. We all have needs. Um, we all have conditioning from school, parents, society, whatever it may be, and we're all just doing the best that we can. And, and that realization has supported me so much. And I, I honestly reckon it, the, the last year I've actually started to really understand what it meant. I think I was very much learning. And I think mm. like I'm learning now, but I, I think up until like even really the start of this year, I was still really feeling into what authentic humility was. Um, and I still feel like I have a long way to go. But yeah, it's just, just realizing that, I'm here for growth and to be a student and to be of service and to the best of my capability every moment I'll show up. Mm, that's so interesting because, you know, growing up I was probably on like the other end of the scale of hum- humility where, um, you know, I was, I would almost, I was too humble. <laughs> like I would dull <laughs> myself down so much because, you know, my, you know, my nana, my nana was like, 
pretty much brought up in a convent. Like, you know, these are the, this is the type of, you know, vibe that I had going on. So it was like modesty was really important. Like it seemed like, oh, I have to be really modest. And if I say I'm actually good at anything and embody that I am actually good at something, then I'm completely up myself. So, yeah, yes. And then what happened is I then stepped into the other direction where I was like, I'm amazing. I'm the best thing in the universe. Um, And I had to be dropped down a few notches (laughs) and fail. Like I needed, I needed that. I needed that to happen to me to kick me off my pedestal and realize like you need to come back down to here into this balanced state. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. And I I think that what we're being called to right now in like our next level of growth is a real um, ownership of ourselves and our next kind of level of sovereignty. So there is this humbleness piece, but it's also, you know, we're being called to embody that and still embody the heart-centeredness that we have in the light, but really step forward into a place of self-ownership and sovereignty Mm. to make a stand for humanity, right? So it's it's really interesting because we're in this process right now where we're letting go of certain elements in our business and things that have worked really well and that the ego wants to hold on to and attach to because they've been successful and mm. we know that what we're being called to do is really step forward and really own our light and our message with certainty and conviction um, and sovereignty to call forward those those people that we really want to work with in the next evolution of our business. Amazing. And talk to talk to me uh, talk to me about that. What is the next evolution of your business? The next evolution. Wow. This is so. This is. I guess this is what's been really ripe. You know, for me at the moment is <clears throat> this level of trust that's coming in right now—a deeper sense of trust for both of us and. We have, we've had amazing success and abundance and we've built such a fucking powerful community and tribe online um, with our online offerings, Become, Six Days of Surrender, um, and now the five-day breathwork journey that we've just facilitated. And what we're being called to do is, is to let go of Become. You know, this is the fourth round. We've served hundreds of souls all over the world, activate their their leadership, step into their truth and their power. And we know that to really step into our next level, that we have to let go of that. We have to let go of this piece. Mm, It's scary, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And it's brought, you know, new things, new, what's the word? Mm, just a deeper level of trust that's what it's brought for and it was a bit of a bridge for us wasn't it it was it was the experience of us seeing what we were capable of yeah you know i think that it was a necessary um aspect for us to experience so that we can go okay we're ready for the next stage and the next stage is like um more sacred immersion experiences and you know creating more belly-to-belly, heart-to-heart, in-person experiences with our tribe across mm. the world. So yeah, we have our so good. in Bali, we have Egypt coming up, we have oh my gosh, amazing. Peru on the cards. So, yeah, it's really about us stepping into those sacred spaces with people, really powerful activations in person. Yeah, 
Yeah. Wow. Wow. That is so, so powerful, guys. And, you know, talking on that humility too, I just want to reflect on um, I used to work for a phone company and, um, you know, one of the values was humility with ability. Mm. Yeah, and I always loved that. I always loved that. So I just wanted to kind of just put that in there for mm-hmm. anyone that is, you know, that, that's landing for you. Um, you know, totally stealing a value here, but just sharing it, you know, humility with ability. That's a, yeah. something to think about. Yeah. There's so many facets to this journey. I think, um, you know, one thing I've identified in myself is sometimes I, I step into humility, but I don't feel like I, I've actually been authentic in the sense that I'm, I'm actually being more modest mm. or even meek to, this is another piece that comes with this. And what Abby's talking about is the self-ownership piece. And it's like, you know, one of my patterns that I've had that I'm now, it's my next edge that I'm working on is like really stepping into the fullest, most embodied self-ownership, um, you know, and, and, and compared to where I, compared to where I could be, you know, because I think. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh someone's woken up. <laughs> oh, it's okay. It's okay. It's just Uncle Jared talking. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think um, what's what's been interesting is, as as I said, I'm still learning so much about humility every single day. And you know, what's been interesting is there's this. Um, the next stage for me is how do I fully own myself and do it with authenticity and certainty and conviction in a really healthy way that is actually coming from a place of it being my truth, like my authentic truth, you know? So it's not like I'm not trying to make something seem bigger than it is, better than it is. I'm not trying to create space between me and somebody else. It's more just a matter of me just owning that this is actually the truth about my experience in my life right now, you know? And that's, that's like that, that's the thing I'm growing into now, which is so beautiful and and having awareness around it, you know? And I think one piece on that, I believe why, I believe, uh, why Abigail and I do have the ability to grow so quickly. It's because we just take action straight away. Like literally, we just literally mm. like, I, I will, I will openly and vulnerably voice exactly what my edge is. And then yeah. instantly I'm like self-awareness, take action straight away. Just like boom, 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 boom. Mm. Like make it known to the people close to me and say, Hey, this is what I'm working on. This is who I'm becoming. And this is what I'm really wanting to own for myself. And then just taking action, keep myself accountable yeah. all the time sharing it to the people that I know will catch me and call me forward and just really, really rising into that, you know. And I, I think that's really key. And I think for people listening right now, you know, we all have so much to give and so much medicine on our hearts. And there's things that we've been putting off or been saying we'll do when we have X, Y, and Z. And, you know, oh, I'll do the retreat when I've done this next training or when I've, you know, <laughs> when I've done this, that, and the other. And I think, for those people that are listening, if there's something there that's burning on your heart that you haven't yet stepped into, you just get to take the action and just put it out there to the universe. Just if it's a workshop, if it's a seminar, if it's a circle, if it's a Facebook live, you know, just booking it in, saying you're doing it, step into it and things will start to shift and align to support you. So take yeah. the action. Yeah. <laughs> yeah sort of yes. I'd love to actually just, just just drop a little hint for people that are, or a tip even for people that are thinking about, I want to facilitate a retreat. It's literally just like 
scheduling right now, doing in-person workshops, start doing them regularly, plan to do a handful over that period of time or start getting used to being in circle with people and then set your date for your retreat. So you're in your training and practicing by doing the workshops and being in sacred space with people. And then you plan your your retreat, say nine months from now, and you start talking about it. You know, you start conversing about it. You start opening it up because the good thing about things like retreats is you can put them out nine months in advance and people will book them in because it gives them enough time to pay for it because usually they're more expensive and also it gives them the opportunity to um to sort of build that relationship with you as well leading up to it as well you know so it's like literally just okay cool that that piece of action is big and that scares me but what i can do mm. is these small little pieces of action and connecting with people and building relationships in the, in the lead up to that so that when i get to that nine months from now i'm ready you know what i mean because if we wait till we've done this training and this training and this training and this training and then someone tells us we're worthy before we take action the process takes so much longer do you know what I mean? And it's just, it's just yes. literally what I think has really supported us is like it's download, idea, perfect. Let's, let's take action. Like the, the breathwork mm. example, I did my hour of breathwork in the sauna. I then laid in a float tank for an hour and it downloaded into me. And I literally, the first thing that I said when I walked in the door just 10 minutes later was, babe, this is what we're doing. And we planned it instantly. Like it literally bang. And then we literally um, sent away pieces for marketing, all that kind of stuff straight away. We contacted the right people. And then within 24 hours, it was happening. We're talking about it within 24 hours. It wasn't like yes. a big period of like, oh, you know, it's a really good idea. And how are we going to do it? It's just like, bang. I have got right enough time right now. There's mm. happening. Oh, everyone else is releasing free programs at the same time. All is like, doesn't matter. It does all of that is no. it's irrelevant. It's actually irrelevant because we're right. Here. It is. It so <laughs> is. The overthinking. The overthinking is is you know that inner critic. I, I thank you so much for sharing that. That taking action because that that's something that I personally do. And sometimes I'm like, this is really scaring me, but I'm going to take action. <laughs> and I'm, I'm I'm slightly freaking out inside, but I'm just going to go ahead and do it because I feel that I've got some, there's like an invisible hand behind me that's just pushing me going, you actually don't have a choice. So off you go. And if you're going to learn something, you're going to learn something. Absolutely. Can I actually just speak to that? Um, I I have deep love for you, JP. Like I literally am obsessed with you. (laughs) I'm obsessed with you guys. (laughs) It is such a cool person. I just, I really, really appreciate you. And I, and I've noticed that within you. That's why I've acknowledged you so many times in the past. You know, I can just see that, you know, because, because what I think so many people struggle with is because the collective story, especially when people are parents is, Oh, I haven't got the time. I've got this and this. And you're just like, I've got children and I'm a badass. I'm making it happen. Period. Yeah. And I really want to honor you for that sister, because you're inspiring such a beautiful generation of the next, next, the next group of people that have children and want to be entrepreneurs and want to succeed, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, and, I, and what I, I just want to share something because it, I'm, I, I'm studying about parenting so that when I do have kids in the next couple of years that I'm really ready. And like I've said to you in the past, I'm like, I'm looking forward about to that. having you guys supporting us because you guys yes, have done that. Yes. We haven't done that yet. So mm, that's um, a whole nother initiation. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, that that is a spiritual experience because you've got you've got pregnancy, birth, then you've got oh my gosh, I have these children to look after. Yeah. <laughs> these humans, yes. And yeah. you're just like fully bossing it and owning it, sister. So thank you for being such an inspiration to so many women and myself included. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a definition of being the exception. It's like, yep, cool. This is what humanity has previously settled for and this is what I'm creating 
Yeah. That's it. Yes. And I, cool. I think, Thank you so much. I Thank you. That, yeah, it's just so true. You embody that. And I think that's why we, we connect so deeply and we see each other because I feel that mm. sense of our message as well and why perhaps you struggled to pinpoint what this conversation was about. And, and sometimes we struggle to share who we are because we challenge the status quo we challenge the paradigms of what is possible and yes yes, we're in sacred union yes we're in business together yes we dive deep into sex yes we really embody health yes we're we're spiritual yes we're not fucking spiritual because we we do whatever we want you know so it's like yes constantly challenging um the belief systems and Mm. and we want to be the exception of of what love can do is really what, what yes. love is capable of, and that is limitless. Yes, and I think as well, like just just being like I think for me, you know, you think about you go you, when people want to lose weight or whatever it is, they're like, yeah, I'm going to go on a diet, and it's like, no, this is a lifestyle change. Like this isn't a temporary situation, and that's how I feel. I'm not, you know, I focus very much on this is all a part of who I am and who I be. Mm. And I don't, I try not to overthink it too much because I've been in the past, the most intense overthinker to the point where I would literally, I couldn't even finish writing an essay because I would just be so, um, you know, frozen with fear of that specific sentence isn't perfect. So I would, I would delete it and I would just focus an hour on writing one sentence because I was so caught up in in that yeah so focusing on being present and just being yeah just being is is just the best it's the best yeah exactly it's <laughs> yeah. the bridge to everything and in a yes. we are limitless like literally everything exists in the present moment multiple different yes. timelines dimensions everything is here in the mm. right now you know so it's all magic it's all beautiful and uh yeah I <sighs> It's so, it's so it's so cool to to know that there are so many of us that are, are ready to rise into our power, and this is the ultimate mm. with with what we're creating. It's like what we are really doing on a quantum level is giving each other more permission. That's literally what we're actually doing. It's less about the finer details yeah. and the bits and pieces. And okay, cool, this is a health program. And okay, this is birth. It's more more so than any of those things. It's we are here to give each other permission, permission to feel, yes. permission to feel free, permission to connect deeper to our emotions, the permission yeah. to, to actually rise into our power, the, the permission to celebrate ourselves. Mm. The biggest thing that so many people struggle with is actually celebrating the truth about who they are. Yes. I, love, I love my friend, uh, Dr. Gid, who lives with us at the moment. And uh, he's just like, is that your truth? Like, are you holding back from your actual truth? Because if you were in your truth, would you actually be celebrating yourself right now? Would you actually be dancing and wow. screaming off the rooftops, you know, because there's a, there's a really clear difference mm. between humility, ego, and truth. Mm. You know what I mean? And ego and truth wow. aren't the same thing. If it's your truth, it's your truth, period. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's, and that's, that's literally the biggest matches that we're really stepping into moving forward. And I suppose to, to the question of what the next, not step, the next step for us is, we won't reveal the name of it yet because we're going to release it in the coming months. But the next thing we want to create is a, is a six-month container, which is a really, really, really deep dive with the retreat, all different pieces and elements in it. 
And it's basically for people that want to make an impact in the world in a massive way, like literally take them from wow. A to B all the way through and give them support around business, relationships, uh, sex, how to cultivate a, a, a powerful, empowering money story, contribution. Like literally we're going to go into everything. And taking action. Yeah, it's literally like, <laughs> yes. it's literally like a, a program that, in the six month period, you are quantum leaping. This is not a play mm. I might kind of show up or I'm, it's like I'm all the way in kind of thing. You know, that's, that's kind of the next stage for us. You know, Yes. And I want to encourage people that are listening as well to, to really listen what Jared and Abby are saying and to know that not everything has to make sense. Oh my God, no. <laughs> like I just, I need to, <laughs> not everything has to make sense. You know, <laughs> you go to workshops, you, you know, if you're a coach, you have clients, they're like, yeah, but what will happen if this will happen and this will happen and that and why is the instruction time one minute and 50 seconds? And it's like, who cares? Yeah. doesn't matter. doesn't need to make sense. Just be. Just let it be. Yeah. Exactly. Well, in fact, it often doesn't make sense. Like literally if – Yes, if, if, it if doesn't. I, good, okay, I'll, I'll break it down like I did in the breathwork group. If I didn't listen to my intuition, which often intuition doesn't make sense, people confuse their logical mind for intuition very often. Um, but if, if I didn't follow my intuition and say, Hey, create a breathwork group, give them this much value, which in my body was like, Whoa, it's a lot of value to give. I'm like, okay, cool. And then, and then give away $14,000 worth of prizes. And I'm just like, my ego is like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, what? what? <laughs> that does not make yeah. any sense. That yeah. doesn't make any sense. It's like, that is way more than I've given, given away before. Anyway, any more than I've seen anyone else give away before. And all of these things were coming into my field and I'm like, I can't believe we're actually doing this. I'm blessed that my partner, Abby, is just like, if your intuition said it, babe, we're doing it. And I'm just like, okay, we did it. It didn't make any sense. But now through seeing the transformation people have experienced and the people that probably would have had the opportunity to come to the retreat via paying for it, but through them actually showing up and stepping into leadership, now they're coming to the retreat, that it all so makes awesome. sense. Because now it's actually supporting people to develop into their own leader, you know? So... It's, mm. It makes sense. I didn't know why I was giving away that much of partner new prizes. I was like, oh, okay, it makes sense, but I'm just trusting in this moment, and I'm just gonna set. I'm just gonna sit with. It doesn't need to make sense. I don't need to understand it. No one else around me needs to understand it, but my heart is saying this, so I'm gonna go with it. Exactly, and I'm the same. You know, I think about, you know, almost twelve months ago to on on Saturday, on Saturday. So from the sixth of July. Um, 12 months ago, what I did is I, I spent 10 days within 10 days. I only had one day with my children. So for the first two and a half nights, I spent it in Byron, invited some people that I wanted to be around, co-create things like that. And just go, let's freaking step into our power. Let's just do this. So I did it. So I was like, I'm valuing myself. I'm getting a beach house. I'm doing this. And then I came back home for one day with my children and then went to NLP training for the five days in Sydney. Mm. And, you know, if I'd listened to what everyone else is saying, they're saying, oh, but you're a mum. How can you be away from your children? And it's like, this isn't every single day. This is literally a moment in time. And I, I'm called to go to this in this moment of time so that I can become the best version of myself so that I can help the people that need my help and that I can be the example for my children. Mm, exactly. Yeah. So, so what's, I just want to actually bring something forward in this moment. 
let's just say hypothetically, you spent overall, over the course of, say, call it two to three years, you spent about a three-hour window, not with your children, but doing stuff to quantum leap your own self as a character, as a leader, as all of the elements that it requires to make an impact in this world. You spent three months out of two and a half, three years. Yeah. Your children are young now, and they're, also, yeah. they're, always, they're always going to be taken care of in a beautiful way. But then what happens is over the next couple of years, and five years and 10 years, they have a mum that has stepped into her power, that is living a life of fulfillment, joy, abundance, has enough money to support their ch- children like indefinitely. Has more as, time to be really present with them. Has a beautiful yes. relationship with her partner. Literally has created a system where she works 30 hours a week and the rest of the time is spent with her children that she's cultivated through learning skills and be able to train a team. And you've done all of these things, but now you're sitting in a place where you're like, my children are now seven years old, eight years old and 12 years old, whatever the ages are. And you're like, and I spend so much time with them and I am their main teacher and I'm teaching them from who I'm being and what I'm showing them what I deserve in my life. I see, yeah. when, see when I, when, as, as you're sharing that, that's probably exactly what you're going to do or something similar to that or even, even more epic than that. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, you, you've basically described my vision. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. But see, this is the piece that I wish more people could hear and actually give themselves permission to actually look at, go, yeah, and what I It's possible. Exactly. You know, it's not the yes, but it's the yes, and. And what I'm creating is yeah. this. Mum with a vision. Priceless. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, and, you know, if I hadn't gone to, if I hadn't done the, the 10 days where I, I was like, this is my time. Like I literally had turned 30 and I'm like, this is my time. I'm fully embracing all that I am boldly and courageously and I'm doing it. And I literally give zero Fs like yeah. about what anyone else thinks about even though, um, you know, there's obviously moments where I'm probably crying because people are like, what are you doing? Um, and had I not done that, I would have never actually met your brother. Mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't have got connected with you guys. I wouldn't um, have overcome, I wouldn't have overcome the, the resentment and the anger that I felt in my heart for my brother and his mm. actions. Yeah. And that unlocked, I was already on a path to forgiveness, but that unlocked it for me. That was like, that wound is healed. Yeah. So had I not done that, that would not have happened. Um, and I also met Stansy Langtree mm. and got to experience uh, a one-on-one energetic alignment. Mm. So that just locked it in even more for me. And that was confirmation because after that session, um, you know, driving home, my heart was actually burning, like the muscle around my heart. Yeah. Like, like it was freezing. It was July. It was freezing. But around that section there, it was like burning hot. Like people could touch it and go, yeah, that's really hot <laughs> because that's what was happening around my heart. My heart was expanding and getting deeper into forgiveness. Mm, so powerful. Yeah. So you, you have to face those fears, those things that you're like, people are going to judge me if I do this or I do that, you know, because I could have been judged if I didn't go, uh, sorry, if I did go, you know, with, with me going to NLP and spending these 10 days away from my children, you know, I can be judged for forgiving someone that has committed some really heinous crimes. Um, but it's all beautiful. We're going to and I'm the exception. What we do, though. That's the thing. Exactly. And exactly. The, the reality of it is the people that 
so one, one thing that I, that I know to be the truth is when somebody is a fellow creator, mm. they generally tend to have less judgment. Yes. You know, yes. They're, they're, and I, it sounds really cheesy, but you're either a creator or a hater. And I generally, oh, I love that. Well, you gen- generally, if, if, if somebody else is doing their damn thing and they're getting into life and they're getting stuck in and they really want to make an impact, generally all we do is cheer each other on. on. That's all we do. Yeah. When somebody else isn't living their version of an exceptional life, isn't chasing their dreams, feels like they're not worthy, that's usually when they spend their time because they've got so much more time to spend in judging other people. But generally, when someone's out there creating magic for themselves, for their family, for their community, they're like, oh, wow, that person's rising into their power as well. And they celebrate it. It's like, yes, there's more of us doing this work because authentic service doesn't care when there's, co- there's such a thing as competition. It's like, oh, mm. there's more of us. Epic. Do you know how many people need support yeah. right now? There's yes. billions of people that need support right now. There is no competition. We are on the same team. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we are on the same team. That, that leads me to one of my favorite quotes as well. Um, when, we, when we destroy others, we destroy ourselves. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So true. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, you know, again, you know, like you said, like what we're judging other people on is what we're actually judging about ourselves. Well, that's it. And I know John Martini says this. He talks about when we're seeing somebody and we're seeing somebody else and we're getting jealous of what they're mm. doing, we're seeing a reflection of what we could create if we took the action. Yes. And that happens to me, right? Because I'm still a work in progress. We're all work in progress. Yeah, totally. And yeah, and that, that happens to me. And I'm kind of like, okay, I need to create a, a friendship with jealousy and, and lean into that and understand, okay, what is going on here? Why am I feeling this? It's actually, that goes. What can I learn? Totally. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And that's, that is the reframe when you just say, what can I learn? Because one thing that, one thing that is, that can be very effective for us, you know, one thing that we encourage our tribe to do, especially the become tribe is to actually start celebrating their triggers. Like when something comes up and arises in your body, it's like Mm. awesome. We're able to pinpoint what's actually there. So now we can navigate through and let that go. Whereas before when working around suppressing and avoiding triggering conversations, I saw 444 just then. um, Yeah. um, when we're avoiding triggering conversations or we avoid situations that bring our stuff to the surface, all we're doing is walking around and avoiding what's actually true within us. When we're in leaning head first into things that are challenging for us, all of a sudden it brings things up to the surface faster. That way we get to grow quicker, which means we can make more impact and live more of an exceptional life. You know, so I think the reframe around going, oh, oh what is this? There's a really good example, actually. This guy was in the sauna at, uh, at the gym the other day and this guy had a really big personality and a really, really has really, he probably, the area of growth for him is probably learning social boundaries, but I still, he was basically talking to every single person that was at the, in this like sauna section, like every single person, like, hey man, how's it going? I can ask everyone so many questions and he was really high energy and bless his soul. He was really just trying to connect and wanted to, to find connection with people. But he was just doing it in a really, really overt, like kind of extroverted way. And it was really intense. People that were trying to relax in the sauna. But what I did is as I was sitting there listening to this guy talk, and at first he was talking to Abby, and then he started talking to me, I was starting to get triggered. I was starting to go, ooh, mm-hmm. hey, wow, this is awesome. So the first 60 seconds of my initial engagement with him, I was actually in a bit of overwhelm. Like this guy's really intense. But then as I settled into it, and I'm like, awesome what is this actually here to teach me? Like, what is this here for? Whenever someone triggers you or brings someone to service, what is this here to teach me? Like, and actually lean into that and actually start to celebrate it. 
what I looked at was this guy's actually here to teach me deeper levels of compassion. If I'm here to serve, mm. I'm here to serve humanity, if I'm really here for that reason, then I'm going to have to be able to support everybody where they are. I can't, not everyone is going to be perfect and easy to connect with and, and have beautiful social boundaries, you know? So he's actually there to teach me compassion. The other piece as well is one thing that he does really, really well is he's extremely owning himself in an extreme way. He's just like, yo, I want to connect with people. I want to talk, you know? So there's the element to that that's unhealthy, but also the piece that I can learn from of like, He's not creating any stories about why he can't connect with humans. I love that. Because so many of us create stories about, oh, I can't do that because this person's doing that. I can't do that. You know, it's not normal to do that. Where he's just like, there's a human being, there's another soul, and I want to connect with him. So I'm going to connect with him. Like literally no boundaries, you know? So there's mm. pieces to that. There's, there's parts of that are unhealthy, but I can also learn from the part of he's just really looking for connection and he's owning it. Mm. so powerful and yeah I just had a bit of a I had a bit of a download then too when you're talking about like your truth like I had a bit of a download like when you deny your truth you deny your potential yes totally yes so you know everyone everyone's like I want to access I want to unlock my potential and the way the vessel the way that you do that is by unlocking your truth Mm-hmm. and sharing your truth yeah in each moment you know mm. in conversations in taking action and just speaking speaking your truth into existence in all ways yeah so so powerful guys this has been such a value-packed like epic convo but before we go before we go I have a segment um and I've never done it with two people so uh, you can answer it together or separately, whatever you like. Um, so this final segment is called the final fours. So I ask four questions yeah. and that is how we close this container off. Perfect. Amazing. Amazing. So the first question is, what is your definition of spirituality? Just being our truth, being our true selves, like we are spirit. Spirituality is around, it runs through our veins. We are spirit. We come from spirit. And, yeah, I think it's everything, every piece of clothing, the cup that we drink from, the tree that's growing outside, the, the, the voice that we speak, the, the singing, everything. We are spirituality. I don't think that it's separate from us. Yeah, and I think people get so caught up in it being outside of ourselves, being connecting with, you know, deities and things that are outside of us, which they are a reflection of us in so many ways. And also it's about connection with yourself. Yeah. Mm. Make it so much more simple. I think spirituality, it has people make it seem like it has to be this big thing and I have to pray to this person and this and this. It's like just connect with yourself. Mm, I'm mm. Mm. Beautiful. If you could ask any question to the powers that be, to divine. So, you know, that could be God, the universe, you know, whatever it is for you. And you could ask one question and get an answer. What would it be? So we are asking them a question. Yeah. Yep. You can, any question that you want answered, you can get, but it can only be one. <laughs> My one would be what I ask them every, ask every single day. And it's who do I be 
to be the man of service. See, that was exactly mine of how can I be of more service? Yeah, that's literally, that's literally I the question I ask myself regularly. I'm just like, who do I be to be mm. the man of service that I choose? You know, so yeah. it's literally always in my field. Yeah, how can I be of more service? How can I help more people? How can I speak to the hearts of humanity? Yeah. Mm, so interesting that yours is the same. I love that alignment there. Beautiful. Mm. So beautiful. What do you think happens when we die? Mm. This is a really good question. So one piece I'll add, I, I believe that, and I heard Rob Bell speak about this and it really landed in my body. Um, he spoke about how heaven and hell are more they, are more of a metaphor for what we create in our everyday life than they are an afterlife destination. You know, mm. so I, feel, I believe that we go up into the ether, into the universe, and we, we enter a different dimension. And we have the ability to enter this dimension again um, when we need to. I, I feel like there's so much that's unexplained, but I feel like there's just so much. Like, I mean, a good, good example is my first spirit guide was my grandma. The first one I was able to connect with was my grandma. And she has brought me all kinds of angels from Queen Isis to Lord Shiva to Archangel Michael. She has been the bridge, you know. So she essentially is now my bridge to the higher, the angelic realms and everything else. So I, I believe that when we die, we transmute into something, obviously a spirit, and we now have the ability to, to, to work and navigate through different dimensions to be of service. Can I share what's coming through for me? Mm. It's very simple. We return to source to be reborn again. Mm. Wow, that should be a quote. That's it. <laughs> I know. I know. You need to write that down. Be returned. <laughs> put put that on your Insta. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. Well, beautiful. Okay, so, um, okay, so this last one is fill in the blanks, and this is all around uh, legacy questions. Yep. So what I might do is I will say both of your names together. So I'll say Abby and Jared. Um, and then you can both just blurt out whatever you want. Totally. <laughs> this is going to be really fun, really uh-huh. interesting. <laughs> okay. So Abby and Jared made me feel. Loved. Beautiful. My truth. Mm. Jared and Abby taught me. Unconditional love. Mm. Presence. Jared and Abby were always compassionate. Yeah, open. So beautiful. Well, thank you so much for being on this podcast. Thank you for the amazing work that you do. And I love you guys so much. We love you too, sister. Thank you for having us, sister. And I feel like we should jump on again, you know, another time and dive in deep into one, maybe one, one area mm. or individually maybe so that you can take us a bit deeper. That would be cool. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I it would be, be amazing. Yeah. I think you and Abby should jump on soon. But yeah. yeah, of course. Yes. I would love, I would absolutely love that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are going to be doing a new segment, um, which is an after show. So, yes, I had that download last Saturday. 
Perfect. So, um, yeah, so that's going to start happening and we're, we're going to bring people back and dive deeper because we ha- I have had a few people ask questions um, from previous episodes. Okay. And some of these questions, like I, for example, last week was Kate Shippy-Gray and nice. it, there was a question about plant medicine and I'm like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know shit about plant medicine, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so, yes, so definitely Amazing. so much opportunity to dive deeper. Perfect. Thank you so much, sister, for your time and for facilitating this conversation and, you know, bringing and birthing this podcast to life. I appreciate and see you and honour you. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. And- thank you for listening to another episode of the Practically Spiritual podcast. I cannot wait to bring the next guest on. If you have any guest requests or recommendations, feel free to send me a DM on Instagram on the handle at Jessica Palmer official or send me through an email at Jessica Palmer official at gmail.com. Perhaps you have an inspirational story or an important message or gift that you know that you need to share with the world. I would love to hear from you. If this podcast, this transmission has impacted your life in any way at all, I would love to know. So feel free to connect, send me an email, DM me, tag, share all the good stuff. I can't wait to hear from you. Keep striving, keep thriving.